Welcome to Demystify Magic with Molly and Madison. I'm Molly, a former skeptic turned full-time energy healer and teacher. And I'm Madison, a born and raised witch running my family's crystal shop. And we're here to explore all things woo through the lens of both science and spirituality so that you can find the moments of magic in your everyday life and create an intentional spiritual practice. So if that's what you're into, find a cozy spot, take a deep breath, and let's demystify some magic. Ayo. Hello, hello. Okay, Molly. Yeah. What's what was, up? What was <laughs> How is this already so chaotic? What is your magical moment this week? My magical moment was quite exciting. It happened last night. So, I grew up in the theater my entire life. I've been on stage. I became a playwright in some regard in high school. Started writing plays. But I haven't really been back to the theater since the old panorama happened a few years ago. And I really missed it. I used to go to this monthly improv group where like anyone can write a play and you show up and you put your name in a hat if you have a play. And if you want to act, you put your name in the hat to act. And then it's basically like scripted improv. So I haven't been there in a couple of years. And yesterday I was like, you know what? Your girl's going to go. We're going. And it was so fun. It felt like a little homecoming because everyone was like, oh my God, Molly's back. And it's like this very small, tight-knit, like niche community. And I feel like I I waited so long to go back because I was like, oh, like, does anyone miss me? I don't want to go alone. Like, is it going to be weird? I haven't seen anyone in three years. But everyone was like, it was like no time passed. It was so fun. And I got to go up there and be on stage and got to bring my play that you know, I wrote on a whim last week and it was just such a fun like moment. Um, And it was just so cool to be reminded like, oh yeah, like this is something that I really love and this is something that really like fills me up, you know? I love that. I love going back to something that used to bring a lot of joy, you know, like that kind of, like you said, a homecoming to Mm -hmm. something that fills you up in that way. There's nothing quite like that feeling of going back to something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it just reminded me of like when I first started going there, the idea of being put on the spot scared the shit out of me. Like auditioning, Mm -hmm. no thank you. Being put on the spot in like any sort of public speaking, no thank you. And that like going there and doing that every month really helped build my confidence and that skill of being put on the spot and being like able to kind of like regulate around it I use every single day in my work it's like people ask me like how are you not nervous in trainings when people like ask you questions on the spot and I'm like I don't know I'm just really comfortable on the spot it's where I thrive (laughs) (laughs) I love that I wish that I was like that I've often had the thought of I should try an improv class my mom did it once because everybody says it's so good for public speaking Mm. and for getting over that fear And I'm like, well, I will just simply live in the fear. I just can't even imagine. Yeah, it's so fun. But it is a lot because if you don't like being on stage, it's obviously like a lot. It can totally throw you off. But I mean, improv is just playing charades. So you could play charades and get the same effect. Well, in that case, I'm in. When do you want to play charades? I don't know. Right after this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. It's a date. Yeah. What was your magic moment? Okay, my magic moment is actually happening right now as we speak because it's a culmination of like months and months of manifesting 
it has finally all come together in that I own a kiln and that kiln is currently firing pottery that I made. Whoa. I got really into ceramics uh, early in 2022 and took a class and really fell in love with it. My mom and I share a wheel that lives in her garage. Um, I spend a lot of time in that garage now. I'm sure she regrets <laughs> being the one who gets to home the, the wheel because, oh my God, I am constantly at her house. But where I live, like, first of all, to fire something, like, it's pretty expensive because people who have commercial kilns charge by square inch mm. of pottery. And kilns, obviously, are also very expensive. And so the place where I could go get my stuff fired um, is pretty far away and expensive. I'd have to drive like 45 minutes to an hour to go fire it. And a lot of like the place where it would be is very intimidating. But that's besides the point. Like, I was very nervous to go and be like, can you fire these pieces? Especially because, like, my truth is they aren't very good. <laughs> like, a lot of the pieces that I wanted to fire, it was, like, me learning. Mm -hmm. And so in my class, firing fees were included with the with the class. Mm -hmm. And I had, like, a pass that I could come in between classes, whatever, regardless. But if I had wanted to fire my own stuff, it would have been expensive and difficult and probably not worth it for what I was making. And... My mom also has a hobby in which she needs a kiln. She wants to do fused glass. It's interesting. <laughs> Why do we have so many hobbies in my family? I don't know. Like, truly, ADHD. I don't know where we find the time. Yes, it's very much that. But anyways, a few weeks ago, we found this kiln on Facebook Marketplace for $500. For context, this kiln, new, cost $3,500. Whoa. And it had been used like 10 times. And my mom saw it on Facebook Marketplace, immediately messaged this woman and is like, what do I need to do? How can I get this kiln? Like, I'll come drop off a deposit, like all these things. How can I get this kiln? The woman is like, I can't have anybody come pick it up for a few days. Like, let me know on Friday or whatever. I think this was like a Monday. Message me on Friday if you still want it. She's like, okay. Throughout that week, this woman, her name's Helen. Helen, if you're listening, hi, I love you. Um... <laughs> Helen starts messaging my mom about things that she's seen on my mom's Facebook. We love that. We love a public Facebook. And so slowly throughout the course of the week, she's like asking my mom what's, what town she lives in, asking, you know, just like personal questions. Eventually, we find out that her dad, my grandpa, and Helen's husband both have Parkinson's. And they really bond. They spend the whole week talking about it. It's this whole thing. Eventually, people start offering Helen $750, upward of like $1,000, I think, for this kiln. She turns them down to sell us the kiln instead. I love that. We love Helen. We love Helen. And so we picked it up about a week ago. We had to get some electricity. Like, we had to get this fancy plug installed. We have this back room in the store, so it was installed there. My stepdad had to reinforce the floors because the building is so old. And so it was really just this culmination of like all of these people being very kind to me <laughs> in <laughs> Helen giving us this kiln and my dad doing this flooring and this electrician coming. I mean, he that was less so kindness. Like he was paid for his labor. But like, you know, it all just very much came together very quickly. And this morning 
I got up at the crack of dawn and drove over to that back room of the store and I turned that kiln on and it's going right now and I am so fucking excited. I'm going to have pottery tomorrow. I love it. I can't wait to see it. Me either. I'm going to, you'll get like a million photos of pottery from now and forever. Love it. Can't wait. (laughs) Okay. So today we are talking about some low effort full moon rituals. I'm very excited because I think the lunar cycle and rituals that go along with that, this is the best time to create a low effort ritual in my opinion, because in my experience, the lunar cycle has such a heavy impact on me that I can't muster the energy for anything in any way high maintenance. Yeah. I'm really curious, which do you prefer, the full or the new moon? Or I guess, okay, I'm going to rephrase that question. How do the different moons, like how does the full moon versus the new moon impact your energy levels? Full moon messes up my sleep. Like I, I don't sleep well when there's a full moon. I get like really vivid dreams. So I tend to wake up feeling anxious around the full moon or I almost feel like waking up like almost the same feeling as like when you're hungover. Even if mm-hmm. I get enough sleep, I'll wake up, I'll feel like ravenously thirsty, all the headache, my body will feel heavy and achy. And yeah, so that then affects every other part of my life, right? Because then, mm-hmm. you know, my focus is all thrown off. I'm not able to concentrate as well. The way that I like, you know, move through the day is at a slower pace and less like, I don't know. I just feel like my energy is like, It's like the emoji where the smiley face is turning into a puddle. That's me. Mm -hmm. That's that's the vibe. (laughs) Okay. Gotcha. For me, the full moon, I am so irritable. Mm. Like for me, the lunar cycle, it's more, I don't notice as many like physical, well, at least on the full moon, it's less physical and it's more mental. Like I'm in a bad freaking mood. On the full moon. This month, we went to a uh, gem show, like a wholesale crystal show, on the full moon. And I was so irritated and so annoyed and so over it that I was like, I'm not even an effective shopper right now because I'm so pissed off at absolutely nothing. And this crystal show is during Mercury retrograde. I don't know if Mercury will be retrograde when this episode comes out, but it is right now. And at this gem show on the full moon where I'm already struggling, um, their emergency alarm goes off. No, no. Um, Due to a technical error, of course. Um, And so everybody has to evacuate. And the thing about crystal shows, this is such a tangent, but I just have to tell you about this. During crystal shows, it's like normal shopping in that you pick it up and you pay for it and then you take it with you. And the thing about crystals is they are quite heavy. (laughs) And so we have this wagon (laughs) that we put the crystals in and the wagon, it is not an effective tool for transport. If you were wondering, it sways back and forth. Like we're a danger to other human beings. Oh my God. Like we're tripping people left and right with this wagon. Um, And so everybody has to evacuate with all their rocks just for them to be like, oh, sorry. Um, this was a this was a mistake on our end. Like, you know, we had some technical errors. I know the alarm is still sounding, but you can go back in and keep crystal shopping. Love that. And everyone just does it. 
And so long story short, this last full moon was was a a case study, was a case study (laughs) in my lack of empathy for the entire human race. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like, I, I don't know, I, the full moon really affects me unless I do some sort of like energy clearing. Because for Mm -hmm. me, it's like when I wake up feeling that like heaviness, grogginess, it's always a sign to me that my energy is like there's some stagnant, funky stuff hanging on to me. So I Mm -hmm. feel like when as soon as I clear that, which is what the rituals that I'm going to share will talk about, as soon as I clear that, I don't even notice that it's a full moon. Like it just feels like a regular day again. Though I will say when I was an advocate working on a support line, the full moon was like, we used to like dread being on call on a full moon. Oh yeah. Isn't that true at the ER too? I've heard that, Mm -hmm. that people at the ER always know when the full moon is. Yeah. There's like an uptick in emergency room visits. There's an uptick in car accidents. There's an uptick in violent crime. So if you were on call on a full moon, you absolutely 100% were getting at least one hospital call. Um, it usually at like two or three in the morning. So it was just like perfect for disrupting an entire day's worth yeah. <laughs> of stuff. But yeah, it was always just like the busiest on the full moon. I find that to be so interesting and strange. And like, it's something that we talk about at the store a lot is the thing with the ER. Mm. Because people who don't work in this field people who might not even be spiritual in that way. It's like something that that entire community can agree on. And not, I mean, some people might disagree. I just think that's so interesting and such a fun, not, I don't want to say fun because like that sucks that the (laughs) ER has a difficult full moon. Like nobody wants the ER to be busy, but I do think it's really interesting and like an interesting pattern to observe. Yeah. Yeah. And like when I was an advocate, that was uh, at least part of the time when I was in my skeptic days. So I didn't follow the lunar cycle at all. It was like, oh, why was last night so absolutely bonkers busy on the support line? Oh, it was a full moon. Interesting. Like that Mm -hmm. was that was my belief system was like, yeah, just don't be on call on the full moon, whatever I do. (laughs) Just avoid it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm curious, like, I wish I could go back in time now, knowing what I know about like moon cycles and Mercury retrogrades and all of the astrology piece. I wonder if there was like more patterns that I wasn't even aware of because I was only aware of the lunar cycle. Oh, yeah. That would be so fun to like be able to see. Mm -hmm. I wish I had a graph. Right. (laughs) As a data nerd, I wish I had a graph. But yeah, even my like very religious grandmother, I remember as a kid, like if she would be taking me to school and the dri- the other drivers on the road would like cut her off or just be behaving crazily. She'd be like, oh, it must be a full moon. Yep. Or, oh, the yep. full moon's today. Every- like all everybody's out and about being ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about just really briefly the energetics of the full moon. Because mm-hmm. I know like new moon is for kind of like starting new intention setting full moon the way that I understand it is like kind of cleansing so releasing old beliefs old patterns old energy is that how you operate 
that is usually how I operate. I don't know why I said operate, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird verb to use there, but no, it, it works for me. I do know quite a few people who do it flipped. I don't remember where I heard this. It was like just something silly. I think it was a TikTok, but somebody was responding to a comment And this is kind of what I tell people when they're like, what am I supposed to do on the new moon? What am I supposed to do on the full moon? I saw a TikTok where I guess a woman had been talking about how she was manifesting on the full moon and someone had commented and been like, you're not supposed to do that. The new moon or the full moon is for releasing. And she (laughs) made a video response. She goes, did the moon tell you that? (laughs) And I think that all the time. So for me personally, yes, the full moon is a great period for release, um, a good time for cleansing, a good time for like letting go of what Mm -hmm. is no longer in my best interest, no longer serves me, all of those things. But if that doesn't jive for you, if you're listening and you're like, no, I just really feel like if you feel really energized and good and ready to bring in on the full moon, follow that. Who gives a shit what we do, you know? Yeah. I also think I I always find it kind of silly when people say you can't manifest on the full moon because you're you're always manifesting I know people say that but it's like if you weren't manifesting right now you would be like your brain would be offline because you're always manifesting because manifestation is like a combination of what your subconscious beliefs are and the actions you're taking so Mm -hmm. even if you did nothing all day that's an action that's manifesting that's creating your next day so I just think it's silly when people say like you can't manifest in the full moon like so what are you supposed to do do nothing because then that's still manifesting that's manifesting yeah. like a day of nothing like I I don't know that never made sense to me but yeah I see it as I I tend to operate there she goes again with operation <laughs> no I know what's wrong with me I I tend to work that way too except in like eclipse season eclipse season is very different and maybe when we get mm-hmm. towards eclipse season we'll make a whole episode on eclipse moon rituals because that's a totally different bear in my opinion yeah I would love that mostly because something in me is so there I have so much aversion to eclipses Mm. that I do nothing like I don't even acknowledge them and I don't know why so I would love to hear from you what you do for eclipses because I've seen you talk about them a lot and what's funny is I watch all of your content, obviously, because we're friends. <laughs> That's what friends do. <laughs> I don't watch your Eclipse content. That's my truth. <laughs> yeah. I stopped making Eclipse content like a year ago because it just like every time I make content about Eclipses, it just it's it's not good. <laughs> like not that my content's not the reaction is like scary. Like those really? are. Yeah. The reactions are weird. It's like. I don't know. We'll get into it in another episode. We'll focus on the full moon today, but maybe I'll share my story of why I don't make eclipse content anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I would be very interested in that. But we both wrote down, we haven't talked about this beforehand. We both wrote down our top five full moon rituals. I cannot wait to see how many of them are the same. I honestly, at this point, want to bet five for five. Yeah, you want to bet five for five. I'm going to bet... I'm in about two for five, maybe okay. three. Okay. I want to say five for five because mine are so basic and it's because I'm in such a bad mood on the full moon. 
I love that. I'm going to say I'm going to say three for five because two of mine are so I, I just don't think I've never heard anyone talk about these as full moon rituals, but they're ones that I do every full moon. Okay, I can't wait to hear. I know. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? No, I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll say my most basic one that almost everyone has heard of first. Like if you're in any spiritual space online, you've probably heard to make moon water. Mm, Yep. I try at least to always make moon water on the full moon. I have a few different, like I fill up my watering can to water my plants with moon water. So I'll set that on my ledge. I have a little spray bottle that I'll use. I use it for cleansing. So I put a little bit of Florida water. If you don't know what Florida water is, it's a spiritual cologne. A lot of people use it for cleansing. A lot of people mix it with water, put it in baths, things like that. I put like a quarter Florida water, fill the rest up with tap water, put it on the windowsill. Hold on a second. water cleansing spray. Wouldn't that make your entire spray bottle full of Florida water, given the fact that you are in Florida? Ha ha ha. Very funny. If I had a dollar for every time somebody picks up a thing of Florida water in our store, famously located in Florida, and says, is this just water that you got outside? And I have to say, no. (laughs) Um, For those who don't know, Florida water is named Florida water after the supposed fountain of youth. That oh. is in St. Augustine, maybe. I should know that. I like actually grew up in Florida. But the Fountain of Youth that exists somewhere in Florida, quote unquote, it was named after that. Interesting. I fully, up until maybe a year ago, thought it was just water from Florida. Someone who works at the store, I will not name names because she'll be mad at me if I tell the story. But I told her two weeks ago that Florida water was not water from Florida. It's it's easy to mistake. Which I think is so funny because if it was, imagine it was water from Florida. She spent all this time thinking we're so silly because we buy it <laughs> from a supplier. She's like, why are these bitches not just buying like, or like not just filling jugs with water? We're like right on a bayou. <laughs> like you just walk 10 feet. Incredible. Okay. So you make moon water, you water your plants with it. You cleanse your space with it. Love that. Yes. (laughs) Are we going to do all five? Like, should I do all my five and you do all your five? Or are we going one on one off? Let's go one on one off. Okay. Tell me yours. I'm going to go with my most basic one. And that is to take a bath. I think water. I mean, I'm a Pisces. So I feel like water is very healing and grounding to me. So... In my bath, I usually keep it really simple for the full moon because I don't have the energy to go buck wild, but I usually do some sort of Epsom salt because as I said, for me, when I wake up feeling heavy, lethargic, that hangover kind of sense, it's always a sign that my energy needs to be cleansed. So salt in your bath water helps to just kind of like draw out any stagnant energy, any negative energy, anything that you're body is ready to release and it's like nice and soothing for the bones mm-hmm. okay this is one one of five that we have the same yeah I figured we would mm-hmm. 
my only difference is that um, my new apartment is perfect except for the fact that there is no bathtub. Burn it down. So uh, seriously. So my old apartment had a bathtub and I would at the end of the day, like when the moon was out, would do a bath. I wouldn't use Epsom salt. I would use a little bit of black salt Mm. and I would make a little sachet of herbs, light a candle, my full moon candle that I'll talk about later. That's one of mine. Spoiler alert. (laughs) And for me, water is really important to me in a cleansing way. So now I take cleansing showers. And for me now, it's like a little bit more of a visualization thing. I have like a nice eucalyptus shower spray that I use. So I'll spray the walls. It's got essential oils. And then like the steam of the shower heats it up and makes it nice. But there's not really much you can do to like, you know, make a shower exciting like you can a bath. That same sachet of herbs, I'll tie it to the shower head instead, Mm -hmm. which is the closest I can get. So I don't use salt anymore, unfortunately. You could do a salt scrub. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. I'm writing that down. Thank Write you. That down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for me, it's more of a visualization exercise where if I could see energy, it would be kind of like slime. Mm-hmm. I'm a very visual person. I was trying to explain this <laughs> at our last, uh, we host gatherings at the store on the full and new moon. And when I out of nowhere said, this full moon is an egg, I had to like explain <laughs> how my brain works. <laughs> Um, in that I just see things like that in a very weird way. So it's like the slime from Nickelodeon. Love that. It's how stagnant energy looks to me. Yeah, And so I when I'm that. taking a cleansing shower, the slime is going down the drain, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm, and then I come out of the shower and then, you know, I'm a clean slate. Yeah. Makes sense. But I do miss baths. Yeah, I know. Okay. Next one. I'm actually writing down salt scrub right now. Yeah, you should. Salt scrubs are great, especially on the bottom of your feet and your palms. Right, because that's where we draw in energy. Mm-hmm. You are brilliant. Thank you, thank you. All right, my next one. <laughs> this is the one that I do without fail every full moon. So usually okay. my full moon ritual is like one to two things. This is the one that I have really committed myself to not skipping, and that is to clean something in my house that needs a monthly refresh. Okay, this one, Mm -hmm. this is an ADHD, which a girl life hack. Okay, so the things in your house that don't need to be cleaned every week, but should probably be cleaned once a month or they'll get like grimy over time. Mm -hmm. Do these on the full moon. So this is like washing your Mm -hmm. shower curtain, washing your duvet, wiping down the baseboards, right? Cleaning underneath the furniture. This has made Mm -hmm. such a difference. Okay, I just want you to picture for yourself. It's the full moon. You're climbing into bed, not just with fresh sheets, but with a fresh, clean, warm from the dryer duvet cover. Such a difference. Mm -hmm. When you take that cleansing bath, cleansing shower, you're not staring at the soap scum and mold growing on your shower curtain. It's (laughs) a game changer. And it's so helpful because like I... I have ADHD, so it's hard for me to keep track of those things that I don't do every single week or every single day. So my shower curtain liner would get like gross and moldy beyond the point of repair because I never could remember when I last cleaned it. I tell you, Mm -hmm. I have not bought a shower curtain liner in like six months since I started doing this. It looks brand new. It's amazing. Highly recommend. It feels so good. And 
where there is grime and dirt, there is energy. So it's like we're cleansing the actual space, cleaning the actual space, and clearing the energy attached to that item. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is two for five because I also no. have that. <laughs> Sorry, I do also have that on my list. So I had it in kind of like a two for one because I kind of lump physical cleansing, physical cleaning in with spiritual cleansing. So sorry I, hold on a sec my money bowl's on okay. fire oh my god we have to keep that in I'm not editing that out I'm not editing that out Molly wait I need you to describe it for me I can't see it so I have I have this money bowl in the corner of my office and I put like herbs on the little tea light uh-huh. and oils, to, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the tea light ran out. Uh-huh. So a small bonfire. <laughs> you put herbs, you put you put leafy greens and oil on a flaming object. Well, the problem isn't when it's on the candle the problem is when all the wax burns out and the herbs just catch and I just see the flame progressively get bigger and bigger (laughs) so from my perspective I just start talking and I see your eyes go wide (laughs) it goes shifty (laughs) and then see you start to try to get up and then realize you're gonna have to interrupt me oh god that was really funny Anyway, oh, okay. what were you saying? <laughs> oh, okay, I need a second. Oh, deep breaths. Okay. That's got to be a good omen, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, totally. So for me, physical cleaning and spiritual cleansing are kind of the same. Like, well, I mean, all physical cleaning is spiritual cleansing for me. Yes, agreed. So I do one or the other. Like I said, I'm super irritable on the full moon. So oftentimes, like a deep clean like that is not always super possible for me. But I'll always like at least vacuum something Mm -hmm. or dust something or like make sure I clean the litter box or whatever it is. I get something done and then I spiritually cleanse the space with smoke or sound or my spray. You know, if I've still got some leftover from last month Mm -hmm. or Reiki. Reiki is honestly now one of my favorite ways to cleanse a space so because it requires the least amount of effort. Yep. You can do it sitting from your couch. It requires mm-hmm. like basically zero effort. You can do it in two seconds. Yeah. That's also my favorite way to cleanse my entire house. And using Reiki to cleanse a space was really how Reiki proved itself to me that it was not just in my head. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that time I called you to ask you if something was normal when I tried to cleanse my space with Reiki for the first time? Oh, yeah. Another tangent. I'm full of stories today. I can't help it. (laughs) But (laughs) it's okay. I almost burned my house down. So (laughs) (laughs) we both got tangents this this afternoon. Um, When Molly and I were first becoming friends, it was like our first kind of like friend date Zoom post Reiki training mm-hmm. Reiki one I don't even think it was like a friend date. yeah so it was right after I did my Reiki one training and I was trying to you know be a star student and so Reiki one is Reiki for the self but I knew that you could use Reiki to cleanse a space because you had talked about it yeah and so 
I use Reiki to fall asleep almost every night. And one night after I had done that, I was like, well, I should try to cleanse my house with the Reiki. And I felt a physical pushback Mm -hmm. because I did not have, like, I don't know how to, I don't know how, what would you say for like why that happened? Because I wouldn't say like I didn't have a grasp on Reiki. No. Because the attunement gives you that. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the reasons that I teach Reiki for space cleansing in level two is because it's a different protocol than doing Reiki for yourself. So in level one, we do hands-on Reiki for the self. So where do you put your hands on your body? How do you send Reiki? What is the visualization or what is going on in your brain while you're doing that? Reiki for space clearing is more aligned with the protocol for doing Reiki at a distance. So when your hands are off the body, it's not so much just you like visualizing Reiki flowing from your hands into the space or whatever. There's more to it. Um, And we use like the Reiki symbols to activate the energy in a different way. So what I have found is if you try to use the hands-on protocol for hands-off work, it becomes really draining because the energy is not being directed Mm -hmm. at a distance. Yeah, that makes sense. So anyways, there's your Mm -hmm. Reiki 2 ad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Had to throw that in there really quick. Speaking of Reiki, my next one is Reiki related. So good segue there. You're welcome. (laughs) So I, around the full moon, will always do like a full Reiki session and usually involve some form of crystal layout on the body. Sometimes this will be me doing a session for myself. Sometimes I will go and get a session, like a nice, long, juicy session. Just kind of depending on how the month has been, what's going on in my life, how chaotic life feels. But usually I will do it with the intention of releasing whatever pattern I'm working through. I think one of the pros and cons of doing this work for a living is I'm like hyper aware of my own sort of like limitations and belief systems that are holding me back, my own limiting beliefs, thought patterns, the way I'm kind of working with myself has a huge impact on the way of like the way that I show up for my clients and with my content and everything. So I'm always hyper aware around the full moon of like, okay, this is the pattern that I'm working through, whether it's like, you know, the fear of being seen and like working on really showing up on social media and not being afraid of what people are going to think of me. Or maybe it's a pattern of burnout. Like I'm kind of afraid to slow down, afraid to lose momentum. And so I'm not resting as much and then burning out. It's kind of like whatever that pattern is that I'm working through, I get myself a session that I just focus on releasing releasing that pattern, releasing whatever part of it is ready to let go because sometimes it's not fully ready to release and that's okay. But it's like, what part of it can I let go? Is it like, if I can't let go of the fear of what people are going to say, can I let go of my own self-criticism that I can't let this pattern go yet, right? Like, can I Mm -hmm. be more compassionate towards myself? So that's what I like to do, some sort of Reiki crystal bodywork session um, whether it's my own doing for myself or going to a healer and and getting one done. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's not on my list. Yes. But I wish it was. So it's looking like you're winning this bet. 
<laughs> I love this because it's either like a fun way to see the ways in which we are so similar or like really great ideas. Yeah. And it's also nice too because so I I lately I've been going to get a session just because I mm-hmm. I know part of my pattern that I'm releasing right now is being better about coming into the energy of receiving rather than Mm -hmm. trying to like control every part of my life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I have been practicing that by getting a session around the full moon. And it's so cool because I see this particular healer once a month. I only see her at this time. And so every time I see her, it's this like marked moment of like, oh, I have actually had so much growth in the last four weeks. Because sometimes we're so kind of like tunnel vision on our own healing journey. We don't realize Mm -hmm. how far we've come. So it's nice to have this checkpoint where she's like, oh, last time we saw each other, you were working through X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, half the time I say, I was? Like, that feels like a year ago. (laughs) Yeah. Like, So that's really helpful too because it just – it like really puts this marked moment on I am making progress even when I feel like I'm stalled. Mm-hmm. That's so funny because I just also put the pieces together that this past full moon, I also got a Reiki session. It was very much unplanned. We were talking about this before we started recording. I had a rough day this past full moon and um, got some tough news and then had to go give a private workshop at the store and the one of the women who I was giving this class to is someone who's like close to us on a store level. We met her the day the store opened. She doesn't live in town. It was like a crazy, crazy story. If you've ever seen anything my mom has ever done where she's talked about the store, she'll tell the story when she's eventually on this podcast, when she weasels her way into this podcast. <laughs> you'll definitely hear it, so I'll save it. But her name's Lisa. She was in town, and I got this tough news, and I was trying really hard not to, you know, I was trying really hard to give a good workshop. And finally, my mom was like, you should just tell them that you're having a rough day. And so I did. And she was, Lisa, she pulled me aside and did this full Reiki session for me, which was so kind. And I, you know, kept being like, I feel so bad. Like, this is your workshop and you're giving me Reiki. And she was like, please let me do something kind for you. You're doing something kind for me. It's okay. And it really, really was super helpful. Like I said, we host Mm. these full and new moon gatherings at the store. And I thought, you know, I was at this, I was doing this private workshop being like, I have nothing left to give. Like I have to go home before this, this full moon gathering. Like I can't do this. And she did that Reiki on me. And we talked a little and she taught me some really interesting energy shielding techniques and ended up staying through the end of the full moon gathering. It was like the best full moon gathering we've ever had. And I was so thankful and I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. been able to do that without Reiki. So even though that wasn't on my list, I guess that is another thing that we share because now I'm like, I have to do this all the time. Yeah, it is helpful. It definitely is. And I find it just, you know, the full moon, at least for me, feels like it kind of kicks me out of balance a little bit. And Reiki just helps me kind of tip back to center. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So next on my list is to, I have a dedicated full moon candle that I burn every month. And for me, at the store, I make a full moon and a new moon candle. And so for me, it's that candle. But before we had that blend, I just had, I mean, I still have it, but I have a black seven-day candle that I dressed with herbs and drew a sigil into and a little bit of oil and just dedicated that to the full moon. And so when I got home from work or, you know, whatever, on the day of the full moon, I just lit that until it was time to go to bed. 
And when I first got the candle, like I give it the intention, right, of like your job is to shed what's no longer for me. Like you're going to take that on and you're going to let it go. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of like a setup automation, you know, that I didn't have to put a ton of thought into. And that's Mm -hmm. why I loved making the full moon candle because it's like every time I make it, it's programmed with that intention for other people as well. Mm -hmm. And so because how I operate during the full moon (laughs) is release and shedding and letting go, that's how the candle is kind of formulated with that intention. And on the opposite side, the new moon is formulated differently. My favorite thing to tell people is that it doesn't have to you don't have to follow the label. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I light that candle now too. Anytime there's something that I'm looking to let go of, or if I wanted to manifest on the full moon, I would light my new moon candle, you know, but Mm -hmm. I always have my one dedicated candle that it has its job. It serves its purpose. Every full moon it gets lit. And if I do nothing else, I know that at least it's pulling something from me. You know, it's, I've already done the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the full moon candle is the only one of your candles I do not own. And now I'm like, oh my God. I'm going to go on your website immediately after this and order one. I'll have to send you one. We have we have them in these moon-shaped dough bowls, like those wooden bowl candles that we burn at the gatherings. Like I made them in these, these pretty wooden bowls and I love them. I love. And they smell really good. You'd actually love the full moon smell. I bet I would. I specifically did not put candles on my list because I knew you were going to say candles. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I I also love, I love a good candle. I love a candle. Love a good candle. My next one, which is actually hysterical given what occurred a few minutes ago, is on the full moon, I refresh my crystal grids and my money bowl. Really? Oh, my. My money bowl really said, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. So this is the one where I sort of do this on the new moon or the full moon, just depending on kind of when, when my vibe feels right. But it's usually on one of those two days. But as far as if anyone's unfamiliar with what a crystal grid is, it's basically you put crystals in a formation based on your intention. So there's usually a center stone that is closely aligned with whatever you're trying to call in. You can use it for manifestation. You can use it for distance healing. You can use it to influence the energy of a space. So I will often have like a money manifestation crystal grid in my office. I might have a crystal grid for peace, harmony in my living room. I might have one for sleep in my bedroom. You get the idea. So the full moon is really when I kind of take stock of what grids are working in my space and change them up if they need to or cleanse them, refresh them, reprogram them, whatever. Do the same thing with my money bowl. So usually I don't set it on fire to do this. Usually I just (laughs) refresh the candle. I'll like clean the shelf it's on. So it kind of like because I'm, you know, again, I have ADHD, so I tend to like clutter things up very easily Mm -hmm. and my money bowl is one space that I try not to have like a bunch of random shit around so I'll kind of like spruce it up clean up the little thing make it all happy I love that you do that on the full moon because 
it feels like something that traditionally would be done on the new moon. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you do that like in conjunction with your release. That's a really interesting take. Yeah. And I think the grids I do because oftentimes it's like I might have a grid for manifestation that I start on the new moon, but Mm -hmm. then there's always, I see manifestation as like this active process. So the more I release, the more I welcome in, right? So Mm -hmm. if your hands are full of stuff, you can't hold anything new. So by refreshing these spaces, it's this active commitment to like, I am releasing to welcome new in. I'm letting go to hold more. Basically like opening Mm -hmm. the palms up to receive. I love that. I wish I did more crystal girding. I'm hopeful that when this kitten becomes an adult cat, (laughs) that I will be able to do that right now. There is no space that is unclaimed by him and his reign of terror. Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, yesterday, this was very funny. He got a tree agate sphere off of my bookshelf and was able to play with it and hide it from me for like 36 hours before I was able to get it from him. Um, there was there was a part of me that's like, well, that's yours now, I guess, bud. <laughs> so crystal grids are right now off the table for me. But I am so jealous when I hear you talking about them or see the ones that you've made because I want to make them so badly. Yeah, I used to, my favorite, back back in the day before I had a dog, I would make a full room grid. So I would literally on my carpet or in the middle of my space make a huge grid Ugh. and I would use like tarot cards or oracle cards mm-hmm. to set intentions on the different like sides of it and just like play with my crystals but I did one when I moved into an apartment like four years ago was the same day that we got Woody my dog and Mm -hmm. he was a rescue so he was like scared and didn't know what was going on and he ran into the room picked up my favorite red jasper in his mouth and I was like no 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 no." so I don't think he would do it now but I am so paranoid that he's just gonna eat every crystal I own yeah I would be nervous too that's stressful I know so and and I feel like you know I could close the door on the grid but like the whole point is like it's a grid for the home so yeah that's kind of how I feel too but if you don't have any pets highly recommend a whole space grid they are so much fun to create and just have there and you don't need a ton of crystals to do it you can do it with like a dozen tiny ones it doesn't have to be big ones yeah I love that Okay, last on my list actually is kind of works with my candles because at the store we also have pre-made full and new moon ritual kits. And so I took the two pieces of those kits apart because I do them separately a lot, but I wanted to talk about how to use them together because the whole reason I made the kit is because this is something that I like to do. So I will... This is like, this is probably my quote unquote highest maintenance ritual in that it actually takes like sitting down and focusing (laughs) on something for more than 30 seconds. So we've like, you know, worked our way up to the most energy of our low energy rituals. But I will sit down with bay leaves or what's in the kit. I'll use bay leaves if I have them or just pieces of paper. And I will physically write down 
what I don't want anymore. This is usually what I'll do on like the last full moon of the year or the last full moon of like the Zodiac year. Mm -hmm. I had someone the other day tell me that they only do their vision boards uh, as Aries season starts because that's the start of the Zodiac year. And I was like, that is brilliant. That is so smart. So if you're behind in your New Year's resolutions, no, you're not. You're just waiting for the beginning of Aries season. Anyways. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like a great way to second chance, like start that again. But when is Aries season? Is that March, April? End of March, beginning of April, I believe. Yes, it is. Makes sense. Yeah, we could do a whole episode on that because um, that is one thing I want to geek out about. Yes. When to set resolutions and goals. It's not in January. Let's do that. That is such a good idea. But long story short, I won't do this every month, mostly because I don't have that much that I want to get rid of, you know, like larger rituals like that, quote unquote, large, where you like really are being intentional with like what you're letting go of. That to me is like a quarterly or even like a biannual sort of ritual, but I'll write Mm -hmm. out everything, like get very specific. Like I release the fear of rejection. I release the fear of success. I release negative patterns, whatever it is. And I will usually light that full moon candle. You don't have to do it that way, but that's just what I do. And I will literally burn those pieces of paper. Nice. And then I take the ashes outside, give them to the wind or flush them down the toilet. I feel like that's what I was doing with my money bowl a little while ago. Just releasing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The last one on my list is a cleansing ritual, a deep cleansing ritual that I do. Usually it's around the full moon because again, I feel that heavy grogginess when I wake up. That's a sign that my energy is not clearing the way it needs to at night. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that happens when you're sleeping is your energy field becomes more porous. So you are naturally, when we sleep, we naturally shed energy. We cleanse energy. We release so what can happen is we, if we have not too much energy, but if there's like an excess of energy we're trying to shed around the full moon, it almost just kind of like pools. It doesn't like let go mm-hmm. as easily or sometimes it can just kind of like fall into the mattress and then you're like kind of swimming in it overnight. So that's what I feel is happening when I wake up feeling heavy, groggy, like just out of it, spacey. And so what I do to help that energy cleansing process while I sleep is I place three crystals underneath my bed. So I have a long piece of satin sparse selenite. It's like, I call it my two by four because it's as long as my forearm and it's literally the thickness of like a two by four piece of wood. Wow. It's actually a little thicker. So I put that under my bed, like as if it were laying along my spine. Mm -hmm. What that does is it helps just cleanse the energy so it gives the energy a place to go so as it's shedding off of you it goes down into the selenite and gets released at the foot of my bed underneath my bed I have a large smoky quartz point so this helps to ground and center your energy and then up by my head on my end table I have a celestite piece which is really nice soothing helps with sleep helps with anxiety helps just kind of like release the chaos in the brain so that you can sleep well and so I'll put these underneath my bed for one to three nights okay here's the thing here's the thing that I found about this routine 
because selenite is such a high frequency stone, if you leave it under your bed for too long, it will have the opposite effect. Mm -hmm. It will make you feel hungover and groggy and sleepy because it can actually disrupt your sleep if it's there for too long. So Mm. one to three nights maximum. If you are someone that selenite keeps you up, you find it's not doing what it needs to do, just remove the selenite or get a smaller piece and Mm -hmm. put it underneath your bed because it can, like I said, it's such a high vibration stone. For some people, they're more sensitive. So it it has the opposite effect. So tune in what feels right. But for me, that is always a way that I kind of reset and it always happens around the full moon. And I have uh, made the mistake of leaving it under there for too long. And then you just move it out and you're fine the next night. So don't worry about it. I love that. Another one that I'm stealing. I mostly love doing this podcast with you because I get to just pick your brain and steal all of your best ideas same because that is so good and so smart and what's interesting is I find that to be true with all crystals this is just a tip something that I've seen my mom tells this story all the time the way I talk about this woman all the time I'm giving her so much free airtime. we just need to get her on the pod (laughs) but once this guy came in I don't remember if he was a kid or not in my memory, he's a kid. This kid comes in with his, uh, with his parents and my mom is at the store and he comes up and is like, I don't know what's going on. I have all these crystals in my room. They're not helping me. I like, they're all, you know, whatever. And I can't sleep at night. So I need a crystal to add for sleep. And my mom was like, where are you (laughs) keeping these crystals? Like all these crystals in your room, where are they? And he's like, they're in a bowl, right? Like on my nightstand right next to my bed. Like, why aren't they helping me? And she was like, okay, maybe we should spread those out a little bit. And I think that's so interesting that you bring it up with the selenite because I think most people assume that yeah. it's there. It should be helping all the time. Like, why isn't this working for me? And oftentimes it can be too much of a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially, again, your energy field is so much more porous when you're sleeping. So yeah, it's like just take whatever effect you have mm-hmm. from your crystals and amplify them. That's what happens when you're sleeping. So it can actually flood your system. It's like it's like when you have one cup of coffee in the morning and you're like awake and focused and ready mm-hmm. to rock and roll. But if you have an entire pot of coffee, you're going to be jittery and on the toilet all day. It's the same thing with crystals, right? Like too much is too much, especially when you're sleeping. Yeah. And especially if you're programming them all to do different things. Mm-hmm. It's just confusion. It just becomes really muddy. Yeah. And so, of course, you're up all night because all of these crystals are trying to do different things. They're like, why aren't you listening to me? Why aren't you paying attention? Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm trying to do what you asked me to do. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And you're laying there like, oh, my God, please just let me go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. If that happens, just move the crystals out of the bedroom or at least away from the bed. I know some people, the only place you can keep them is your bedroom. Just like suck them away. Put them in the closet. Yeah. Give them a break. Create some space. Energetic boundaries. It's so interesting to me that neither of us put charging crystals on our full moon list. Oh my God. You're so right. I don't. I don't either. I don't. Yeah, I don't. We can make a whole episode about charging crystals in the moonlight, how to do it, when to do it, why to do it, why not to do it. I personally, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it. I feel like charging crystals in moonlight is like the Adam Sandler of options. (laughs) 
It's like that is so good. That is probably one of my <laughs> one of my hotter takes is that there's a yeah. lot of emphasis on charging crystals. And for me, that is such a low priority. Yeah. Especially with like full moon because it's so there's so much effort involved, right? Like I get okay, I get so many panic DMs around the full moon of people being like, oh, I didn't put my crystals out. Is, is it bad? Are they not going to work? Or how do I put them out? They all got wet. Like, how do, do I have to lug them all out? And it's like, no, it's like, you're okay. If we think about the full moon, you know, it affects the tides. It affects you. You are under the roof of your home. Why would it not affect your crystals? It's a matter of, uh-huh. do you intentionally want to carry the full moon's energy on your crystals and if so like go nuts put them on your windowsill put them outside in a box whatever mm-hmm. but for me I say it's the Adam Sandler because I don't know anyone who adores Adam Sandler maybe there's got to be people out there it's like everyone talks about mm-hmm. Adam Sandler movies as if they're like the end-all be-all but if you ask someone like hey how is that Adam Sandler movie they're always like it was all right you know I personally yeah. cannot stand Adam mm-hmm. Sandler. I personally do not charge my crystals in the moonlight. Nothing against you if you do that. If you like Adam Sandler, it's fine, I guess. If you want to charge your crystals in the moonlight, <laughs> by all means do it. But I just don't think it's a have to or a must do or a necessity mm-hmm. the way that I see people talking about it. Yeah. And I get equal level of panic from people about moon water. And I say the Mm. same thing, right? Like, if you want it to be all the water in your pipes the night of the full moon, congrats. That morning, you're brushing your teeth with moon water. Boom. Like, there you go. Your tap water, the water that comes out of your fridge, however you do it, your Brita, that's all moon water. Love that. Because it all existed under the moon. Love that. Yeah. That's our hot take. Yeah. There you go, Adam Sandler. Take that. (laughs) (laughs) already out here making enemies I know I know at least we saved it to the end so those of you listening you're the real ones you get it mm-hmm. please don't tag me in Adam Sandler memes <laughs> Molly and Madison beef with Adam Sandler not clickbait <laughs> unhappy Gilmores <laughs> <laughs> on that note on that note is there anything else you want to say I don't think so. Happy full moon, friends. We would love to hear what rituals you're doing. Go ahead and give us a little taggy tag on Instagram. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Send this podcast to a friend, whatever you want to do. We hope you have a good rest of your day. And we will see you, but not see you next week. We'll hear you. We won't hear you. You'll hear us. You'll hear us. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Demystify Magic with Molly and Madison. If you want to learn more about us, you can find all our links in the show notes. We'd love to know what you think of today's episode. So drop us a review or give us a shout out on social media. And don't forget to let us know your magical moment of the week. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.